Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 690 for the 24th of April, 2020. This week, if you think Windows users need the VLC media player to view DVDs, you are absolutely right. But that's only part of the story. VLC does a lot more, and it's an open source application. In short circuits, high-resolution screens are great. Users, though, sometimes say the tiny text and icons are hard to see. If that describes you, I have good news. These are easy fixes. Mac users are sometimes distressed by the lack of ports on MacBook Pro machines. A cleverly designed dock not only provides more ports, but also adds a lot of disk space. And it can be used on any computer or portable device, any brand, that has a USB-C port. In spare parts only on the website, technology may be able to help track new COVID-19 cases as states relax some of the restrictions we've been dealing with. If you're trying to find out when your stimulus check will arrive from the IRS, the IRS website might be able to help you. Beware of rogue sites, though, because more than 4,000 new domains exist, and they all want to help you. And 20 years ago, the MP3 resolution was moving right along, but we still had to deal with unknown new terms like RIP. Prior to Windows 8, users could play DVDs with the Windows Media Player. Microsoft dropped the media player in Windows 8, but offered a version of the operating system that included it at a higher price. When Windows 10 came along, Windows Media Player was gone, and Microsoft no longer offered a replacement. That's okay, there is something better, and it's free. The media player probably was dropped because few people used it and maintaining the code was no longer seen as economically viable. But, as I said, that's okay because there's something better. That something better is Videoland's VLC media player. The player is compatible with music and video files stored on the computer or on the home network, with DVD and Blu-ray discs, and also with music and video CDs, it can also play streaming media on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux computers, and there are portable versions for iOS and Android devices. VLC has been around for a long time, and it's free, so nobody should be sad about the disappearance of the Windows Media Player. Microsoft does offer the Windows DVD Player for $15, but... It doesn't play Blu-ray discs, and users have reported problems with a lot of machines. There is a free trial that claims to check system compatibility, but that test isn't always reliable. So if you find that it really doesn't work with your computer, Microsoft will not refund the $15 payment. And that's another good reason to choose the VLC media player, which is free, runs on all major operating systems, and plays more than just video discs. Oh, and did I mention it's free? 
Besides being able to play videos and more, VLC is capable of casting video and music to Google Chromecast devices. You can download VLC for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux from the Videoland website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. And mobile versions are in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. If you're downloading for Windows, be sure you choose the desktop applications, not the Windows Store version, which is crippled. I'll be showing you around the place using the Windows version this week on the TechBiter Worldwide website. And by the way, although the application is free, and I've made a big deal about that, Videoland is more than happy to take your donation. They suggest five dollars or euros. Using VLC to play a DVD or Blu-ray disc is easy. Just put the disc in the computer's optical disc reader, open VLC, select Media from the menu, and then click Open Disc. You can skip all of those steps by using Control-D. And you can skip even that one step by setting Windows Preferences to Open VLC when you place a disc in the player. VLC will then typically identify the disc as DVD, Blu-ray, audio CD, or video CD. You can change that if it guesses wrong. Next, you can cue the disc so that it will play once you press the play button. Just click play to play it immediately. Stream it to another device, or for non-copy protected discs, convert it to another format. It is possible to speed or slow playback, jump forward and backward, add bookmarks, and more. If the video has more than one audio track, you're in control of which one it plays. Subtitles can be hidden or shown. And while the video is playing, the user can adjust the hue, brightness, contrast, saturation, and gamma. Many of these features are found only on expensive playback applications. Two options exist when it comes to playing back audio from the Internet. First, you'll find static files such as the TechBiter Worldwide podcast, these will have a static file name such as https colon slash slash www.techbiter.com forward slash podcast forward slash pod 687 underscore mixdown.mp3. The second is for streaming services like Ohio State University's classical music service from WOSA. It will not have a file name, so the URL will be shorter, something like https colon slash slash wosu.streamguys1.com forward slash classical underscore 128. VLC also supports real-time transport protocol, RTP, Microsoft Media Service, MMS, and Real-Time Streaming Protocol, RTSP, in addition to the HTTP and HTTPS protocols. The supported media and file types cover nearly every audio, video, and media type available. You'll find a list of them on the TechBiter Worldwide website. I'm not going to read it because that list contains 63 entries. The application supports a huge number of configuration settings and skins to change the overall look and feel. Settings can be chosen using a basic arrangement for interface audio, video, subtitles, inputs and codecs, and hotkeys. Users who want even more can select the All Settings option to see a gigantic list of settings that can be changed. In addition to nearly 40 skins for the player, Videoland offers more than 75 extensions, 45 playlist parsers, some plugins, and a few options that are labeled only as Other. A couple of examples. Moments Tracker gives the user a way to bookmark and describe favorite scenes in a video. Resume Media will automatically play a video or audio file from where the playback was interrupted. 
and TuneIn Radio searches for available radio stations that are streaming on the TuneIn service. There are many more extensions that perform specialized tasks. Most people won't need any of them, but these are ideal for people who wish the application did just that one thing it doesn't do by default. One word of caution, though, about the extensions. Open-source applications are usually created by developers who prefer Linux, and you will need to read and understand installation instructions that may not be for the most recent version of the extension, and may even omit crucial steps because the developer believes everyone already knows that a particular step is necessary. So, VLC is a powerful application that has more features than most people need. If you do plan to add extensions, schedule enough time to read the instructions several times and add a little extra time to experiment with actions that are not described in the extension's documentation. Although the VLC Media Player can play audio files that are stored on the computer, my preference for that is MediaMonkey or occasionally the Spotify player, which can also index local files. But if what you're looking for is the best CD, DVD, and Blu-ray player on the planet, this is it. The bottom line, five cats, you need a DVD player. So why not pay less and get more? Windows can no longer natively play DVD and Blu-ray discs, so you will need a player application if you want to watch videos on your computer. You can pay $30 or $50 or $75 or even $100 for a commercial disc player application, or you can download Videoland's VLC for free and chip in $5 or $10 when you decide it's worth the small fee. Few, if any, paid applications do more than VLC, and many do a lot less. So before spending money, take a look at VLC because it's probably all you need. You'll find additional details and a download link on the VideoLand website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. short circuits, as astoundingly great as high-resolution monitors are, sometimes they cause problems. Those who use their Windows computer's desktop for links to files and applications sometimes complain about how small the text, icons, and mouse cursors are. If you've recently purchased a high-resolution monitor, or you have a portable computer with a small screen, you might wish that those items were all larger. The good news is these are all easy fixes. Many tablet computers have a 12.3-inch screen with a 27 by 36 by 1824 pixel resolution, and that makes the icons, text, and cursors crisp and clear, but uncomfortably small. I described how to make the mouse cursor larger and to change some other settings that affect visibility in the October 13, 2019 program. There's a link to that program from this week's TechBiter Worldwide. Check that program to learn how to make the cursor larger and how to make it a brighter color. 
If you're a fan of using the desktop to store links and applications and files that you use frequently, you can choose one of three sizes for those icons. Right-click any blank area on the desktop and then click View from the context menu. The default icon size for most systems is small, so try medium and large to see which you prefer. And while you're there, you can also choose whether you want the icons to stay on an alignment grid, which is my preference, and whether you want the icons to automatically arrange themselves. I turn that one off. If you choose automatic arrangement, you can then have the icons sorted by name, size, item type, or modification date. I don't use any of that because I like the icons to stay in one place where I put them. Many applications have settings to control the size of type on the interface, but there is also a Windows setting for this. Choose Settings, System, Display, and scroll down to the Scale and Layout section. The default setting depends on the size and resolution of the screen that's attached to the computer. If the screen is sufficiently large, Microsoft's default will be 100%, and the default may be 150% or 200% on smaller screens, particularly if they're high-resolution screens. If you see Recommended beside the setting, the computer is using what Microsoft thinks is best. The choices range from 100% to 300%. Not all applications honor these settings, so changing from the recommended setting to something else might eliminate some problems and cause others. The only way to know is by testing. If you decide you don't like the new setting, it's easy to return to display settings to try another option. Now you'll also see a display resolution setting. This can be changed, but shouldn't be. Microsoft will choose the display's native resolution or the largest resolution that the video system supports. Using the native resolution is better because other settings may work, but the image will be less sharp. Although designed to work with Apple MacBook Pro computers, a device that's being developed and is currently featured on Indiegogo will work with other computers and with mobile devices. The hybrid drive can be connected to any device with a USB-C port. The developers say they expect to ship devices in July. That date may slip because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but they have progressed from prototypes to production. This concept apparently appeals to a lot of people because the project has reached 2,068% of its original $10,000 goal. Apple computers typically come with too few ports, and expansions are expensive. Hybrid drives include a 128GB to 2TB high-speed SSD, a USB 3.1 Generation 2 port, a USB-C all-function port, a 4K, 60Hz, HDMI high dynamic range port, and secure digital HUS2 and UHS2 port. Prices range from $140 for units with the 128GB drives to $460 for those with 2TB drives. And for orders placed now, the developers are offering the devices at half price. Hybrid drive units are small and lightweight, less than half an inch thick, 2 inches wide, a little less than 5 inches long. 
The two-ounce device clips directly to the side of Apple laptops and tablets, and it can be connected to other devices with an included USB-C cable. If you'd like more information in addition to the pictures you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website, see the Indiegogo site or the Hybrid Drive website. You'll find links to both of them on the TechBiter Worldwide website. No ports or docks are necessary to read the spare parts items, but you will have to drive your browser over to the website. This week's stories include technology that might be able to help track new COVID-19 cases as states relax some of the restrictions we've been dealing with. If you're trying to find out when your stimulus check will arrive from the IRS, the IRS website might be able to help you. Probably not, though. But beware rogue sites. There are more than 4,000 new domains dealing with the stimulus program. They all want to help you. And 20 years ago, the MP3 resolution was moving right along. But we still had to deal with unknown new terms like RIP. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.